Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heather Shaw is Kidding. This is Heather Shaw, and I'm kidding. Always remember that. Don't get too offended. Boy, I posted a video today that got people a little offended, and I don't know why. When I talk about it later, you can maybe explain to me why, how anybody would be offended by what I was saying. Did it have to do with pronouns? Yeah. But are they insane pronouns? You betcha. We'll get into it. Uh, right up at the top, I've got to remind you, if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen. Rate it. Leave a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a little review. I don't care. I don't care if it says Heather Heather looks haggard. Heather, moisturize. Please, God. Rate and leave a comment on Spotify. Uh, I think at the end of Spotify, they, they ask you, what did you think of the episode? Say whatever you thought. I need to know your thoughts. Um, I've been getting some good feedback. It feels really nice. Thanks. If you have sent a message... Um, I've gotten a few bomb threats, so I think I'm thinking I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, if you want to support me and the show, you can become a member of my Patreon. Patreon is a place where you basically just pay a monthly fee. You get access to, for me, bonus episodes every week. Every week you get an episode on Sunday as well as this one you're listening to now. Uh, and it's a good community over there. I think we're up to 100 members almost, so... Um, Get in, get in before it bumps up, baby. We got a, a group chat going. It gets a little lit. We ask each other, uh, we send each other pictures in there and ask, hey, is this herpes or is just this just a skittle? Nine times out of 10, it is herpes. Um, but everybody's doing good in that in that group chat. It's a fun little community if you want. It's, it's not too much money. It's, uh, you know, you choose how much you want to pay, but it's a good way to support me, support the show. Um, and show that you're not a homophobic person. What more could you want? Um, so yeah, thanks if you already joined the Patreon. Thank you so much. If you have not joined, get on it. You're missing out. The bonus episodes uh, over there are um, more personal, more fun, a little bit more unhinged. Um, you know, I, I try to censor myself a bit on the main public episode because it says on YouTube you know, where anybody can just find it. So my thoughts on uh, certain subjects are kept behind a paywall. It's not even a big paywall. You know what I mean? Upcoming tour dates. I'll be in Batavia, Illinois, February 21st. I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, March 1st and 2nd. I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio, March 28th. I'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana. Not Gary, Indiana, unfortunately. I wish I was going to Gary. If you're suicidal, just go to Gary, Indiana. You know, don't take all those pills. Just walk alone at night in Gary, Indiana. Things will happen. You've heard of suicide by cop. Wait till you hear about suicide by homeless person. Um, I'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, April 23rd, and then I'll be in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, April 24th. And then later on, I'll be in D.C., baby, Going to heckle George Santos. He's not even there anymore. I'm going to hold up a sign that says, bring back the fag. And hopefully they understand I mean George Santos, not Matt Gates. Um, I'll be in D.C. June, June 12th, I believe it is. But that's a, that's a ways out. But, uh, you know, you can get your, your tickets at Heather Shaw Comedy for that. And uh, stay tuned for other live show updates coming in. I think I'm trying to get San Diego soon as well. Uh, so we'll see. I am recording this on Fat Tuesday. Let's get into the podcast, huh? It is Fat Tuesday, or as I like to call it, Lizzo Tuesday. Huh? You see what I did there? Huh? All right. It's hard for me to make fat jokes. I, I get it. It's I got to stay in my lane. You know, I look like I have anemia and maybe an eating disorder. Every time I go out to eat, and uh, every time I go out to eat, I like to go to the bathroom after I eat. I just I always have to pee because I drink a shit ton of water during dinner or lunch. Uh, I drink a bunch of water and then I just want to wash my hands because I'm a messy eater. And every time I have to go to the bathroom, I just, I'm, when I'm with people that I'm not super familiar with, like my fiance, when I'm like eating with her relatives or other friends, I'm always like, I, 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 I know they think I'm, they, they think I'm going to the bathroom to puke. Like I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm self-conscious about it because I'm not going to the bathroom to puke, but it does look like that. I literally take my last bite, put down the fork, and then I'm like, all right, I got to go to the bathroom. I just have to do it. I have to pee and I have to wash my hands immediately. But I get how I look. I look like I have, you know, seven versions of anemia, three strains of herpes, 
I'm a small lady. It's hard for me to make fat jokes. You know, that's not me complaining. I'm not really trying to make fat, make fat jokes. I did have a bit when I was starting comedy. <clears throat> it never really, it didn't work because I'm not fat. You know, I can make fun of um, vegans. I can make fun of gay people. You know, I fit in that category. It's, it, it doesn't come across good when I'm up there saying, here's a fun fact. All fat people are heavy sleepers. That just gets crickets. People just go, you're a bitch. You fucking cunt. So I can't say it. I, I want to give one of my fat friends that joke. Lizzo is a heavy sleeper. Always. Well, it was the Super Bowl. Did you watch it? It was like the highest viewed, most viewed, highest rated Super Bowl ever. And can you guess why? Because that goddamn sexy Andy Reid. That fucking walrus. No, it's because Taylor Swift. We know that. I enjoyed the Super Bowl. It was a great game. I, had, I did a recap online if you want to go check that out. Um, it was a great game. I was happy to see Patrick Mahomes win. I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. It's weird to hate somebody who's the best at their job. You know, especially when you have, when you're not like, I understand if like former athletes hate Patrick Mahomes because they're jealous of him. You know, uh, he's, he's doing something that they wish they could have done in their athletic field. I'm not a, I'm not like a serious former athlete. I don't care. It's fun to see Patrick Mahomes win. You know, he's, it's, it's weird to hate on somebody for being fucking great at what they do. It's like, goes back to Taylor Swift. Hating on Taylor Swift for making billions off of tweens and teen girls. Um, and she also, she is a very good songwriter. You know, I see a lot of TikToks that make fun of Taylor Swift's music. But, I mean, she's a good songwriter. You have to back that up. That's just a fact. Look at her sales. Album after album after album, you know. Um, but I enjoy seeing Patrick Mahomes win, you know. He's got a lot to deal with. He's got that voice. That doesn't, that's not going anywhere. You know, he sounds like Kermit. Everybody makes fun of him for it. He kind of sounds like this. Um, he's got a shitty inner circle. His brother's creepy. His brother allegedly is gay, which is like the the, the weirdest thing about all this. I mean, it kind of checks out that a gay guy would, uh, or a closeted gay guy, all alleged, I'm kidding. A closeted gay guy whose brother is the best football quarterback, the best quarterback in the NFL currently. Jackson Mahomes, I think, is closeted, but it makes sense that he, you know, groped uh, a female server at that at that restaurant or bar that he was at that he got charged with. It seems like a lot of like you know deflection and in the closet activity. Like I should be groping this girl. Why didn't I date rape her? He's a he's a creepy guy. He's got some shit to figure out. You know, he's living in his brother's shadow, and he all he wants to do is get on TikTok and dance, and that's what he should do. He's got to be good at something. I saw I saw a Snapchat of his uh, that was that was being shared around and and that 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 boy is gay and I and I really uh, do believe that allegedly Patrick Holmes' father's got his third DUI recently he got his third one he's like you know same amount of DUIs as Patrick now has Super Bowl rings you know they're tied up he, his dad's a former athlete um, but when you when you hear when you see videos of his dad like at games celebrating afterwards. I mean, it's like, it's amazing that Patrick Mahomes came from that man. And it's just, Patrick is so, um, you know, not his dad. His dad's kind of rough around the edges, you know. Um, I don't know. He's just, it, it just doesn't seem like he made Patrick and he made that gay guy. It's crazy. And then Patrick's wife is kind of an annoying. She just is annoying. She just is. Um, it's not just me just hating on her cause she's got the life, you know, she does have a great life. I mean, she does have three kids. That sucks. I don't care how rich you are. The minute you have a kid, your value goes down in my book. Your stock value plummets. I don't care how rich you are. You have to chase around three infants. Get out of here. What are you? You're a peon. You're a little peasant, a child peasant. But I, I mentioned on TikTok that I thought she was kind of annoying. I literally said the words kind of annoying because that's my honest-to-God opinion of her. She's kind of annoying. Um, you know, and somebody somebody commented and said, you, you thinking that Brittany Mahomes is annoying, that's internalized misogyny. And I'm like, excuse you, just because I have a cunt doesn't mean I can't think other cunts are annoying. 
I believe in equality. That's a, that's a weird argument to make that, you know, other women cannot think that other women are annoying at any point in any life. Are you kidding me? Dude, there's so many annoying women. I'm one of them. Oprah's annoying. You know what I mean? She's getting real annoying lately. Oprah refusing to pay Monique ever. That's fun. Oprah and Tyler Perry have, you know, the Hollywood industry by the balls. They're not letting go. And those are also allegedly two closeted gay people. Closeted gay people are fucking crazy. Watch out for them. You know what I mean? If you can't live in the light and be like who you are, who you are, if you can't live your authentic self, then you become like, you know, Jackson Mahomes or you become Oprah or Tyler Perry. Two people who are like rumored to be very gay that have never come out of the closet and are just tyrants. They don't pay, you know, the talent that they hire. You know, they, uh, Monique said she made $50,000, $50,000 a fucking like low income salary now, what's now considered a low income salary. That's what Monique made for Precious. Now it was an in- independent film, but come on, bro. 50, I mean, damn. And then when she went to go get more work, Oprah was just like, you should do this for free. I'm Oprah Winfrey. It's in my name. Do it for free. Take it from me. It's in my name, Oprah Winfrey. Um, but yeah, that's what happens when you're, uh, you're closeted and you're not allowed to be who you are. You know, you either just start groping people of the opposite sex that you really don't even care to see their vagina, Jackson, or you're, you know, Tyler Perry, who's like, how does no one, is everyone just pretending he's straight? Is that what the game is? The man who cross-dresses in every movie is an older black woman. We're just going to pretend that he loves sucking on clit. Is that the game we're doing? Oprah with her best friend, Gail. I mean, hello. She's had the same unknown husband for for years, Stedman, which that sounds like she made him in a lab. Call him Stedman. Tell him don't touch me or look me in the eye. I mean, Oprah and Gail are kind of like that, that gay trope of that lesbian trope of like, you know, your older aunt coming home to Thanksgiving with her roommate she's had for 20 years. It's that. That's Oprah and Gail. Allegedly. Please don't sue me, Oprah. It's not that Oprah wouldn't sue. Oprah would not sue me. She would just hire me and then charge me for working. I feel like that's the Oprah move. A lot of people are scared to talk about certain celebs, but my uh, my take, or a lot of people are scared of getting canceled, and my take is, uh, when am I ever going to work with these celebs? Do you know what I mean? You'd have to be, you got to have a little delusion in you to think like, I shouldn't talk about Ariana Grande. What if we work together? Like what? There is no fucking way. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not scared of, of talking on certain celebrities because I don't, I, I'm not delusional enough to think that I'm going to be uh, starring in an Oprah Winfrey produced film ever. The Color Pale you know, I don't think that's going to be happening. Tyler Perry's not going to stick me in one of his cross-dressing Big Mama House movies. Whatever. I tried to watch one Medea and I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I can't. What is this? This is gayer than hell. This is this is a pride parade fest. Uh, I, I mean, but it is weird that he's like, he's he's just straight. Like, I don't, I, is he out? Maybe he's out. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I don't think he's out. I think he's a tyrant and insane and a multimillionaire because he has this like closeted homosexual rage that you have when you can't be who you really are. Uh, I don't know. I got off on a tangent on that. Uh, speaking of gay, uh, Taylor Swift was at the, the, uh, the Super Bowl. Do I think she's gay? I don't, I don't think she's that gay. I don't know. I really don't care. Her and, her and Travis, if, if they aren't a real couple, they're selling it real well. Um, she showed up to the Super Bowl. She had plenty of time traveling back from Japan. She was on the plane for 13, 14 hours. It's plenty of time to just sleep it off. And, you know, she made it to the Super Bowl. Travis, Kelsey, uh, they were canoodling. Huh? You like that word? That word is a word I learned from People Magazine. They were canoodling. And, uh, you know, uh, it was good. It was good. They seemed like a real good um, couple. They seem like a real legit couple. It, they're selling it, man. They're doing well. I was surprised. They were kissing. The first kiss at the the game that got the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, 
It seemed a little stilted. It seemed a little stiff. It seemed like you were making out with your brother. They weren't even making out. It was like a peck. It was like the kiss you give your creepy uncle when you're like, you know, at a family event and you just have to be like, hey, how you doing, Bobby? Little peck. Like, I, I, you know, keep your distance, but here's your kiss, you know? But this one, this, the Super Bowl kisses, you know what it was? Booze, baby. Taylor's been drinking at that Super Bowl. She's affectionate. I don't know if she's drunk and like her guard is down and she's kissing her boyfriend in front of these mirror, uh, mirrors, kissing her boyfriend in front of these cameras and it's like legit or if, you know, alcohol's involved and it's like me kissing men. When I would drink, I would just, I would kiss any guy. I didn't care. I'm, like, I'm drunk. I don't even give a fuck. A mouth is a mouth, baby. Am I right? So I don't know if it if she was just drunk and, and didn't care about the cameras or if she was drunk and was like, I'll make out with any. Give me that fucking bear. Give me that Travis bear. I'll kiss him. I'll make, I'll really sell this. Because she's got an album coming out in April. In April. So it'll be nice to see this um, relationship kind of go until April. And then who knows? Who knows what happens? It's awkward too, because that, that whole album is kind of about her ex. It seems from her, you know, the title, uh, I went on the last episode, the track list, the track list sounds like, you know, um, something a 12 year old would write, but daddy, I love him. Things like that. That's a legit track on her album. So it's gotta be weird if it even is a real relationship for, uh, Travis to have to watch her kind of promote an album about, uh, her ex of six years. But I, I'm still not. I'm still not on team legit relationship. Sorry. Uh, I saw them kissing, but also I saw them drinking a whole bunch. And I know how I was when I was drinking a whole bunch. I would have made out with a fucking stool. I would have made out with a mop bucket if you had me liquored up enough. I would have sucked Jason Kelsey's asshole if you had me liquored up enough. So it doesn't really matter. Travis Kelsey got a little uh, aggressive with his coach, Andy Reid, on the sideline, and people freaked the fuck out, you know? P- people freak the fuck out because they're people that have never watched football before. Now, I will say, if if a black player did that to their coach, holy shit, the media would have called him a thug. They would have called him a piece of shit. They would have painted him as a terror. Uh, his, his teammates are scared of him. Um, you know, is it CTE? Is it worried rage? But you know, Travis Kelsey, white boy does it. White boy with a fade does it. And it's, oh, he's so passionate. He loves the game. It's adorable. Um, but I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, he's a, he, he was, he was pissed off. He wasn't in the game. You know, maybe don't do that to your head coach, but you know, he's, he's, he's got his head coach by head coach by the balls. It seems like he's, you know, he's making so much money. He's the best tight end in the NFL and he's dating the number one pop star in the world. I think, you know, he kind of gets a little privilege, right? And I said this on the video, I, you know, so many people were offended by him running into his coach and yelling in his face. And it's like, that is the least offensive thing about these football players, you know, go into their locker room and listen to how they talk. You will, you will walk out wanting to file a Me Too lawsuit real quick. No one is safe. Don't put any football player on a pedestal. Do you know what I mean? I, that is the worst thing you could do. These are, these are men who have their heads are full of rocks. You know, I don't think that they could. I don't know if they can fully recite the ABCs. I think they can get close, but I think they start to drop off once they hit like the LMN. It starts to get a little fuzzy for them. Uh, you know, and they're just, they're professional athletes with heads full of rocks and they're really good at moving their body and, and running and that's all they need to do. Don't put them on a pedestal. I don't think a lot of them respect women in the way you wish they would. And that includes Travis Kelsey. I don't think it's a real relationship. I think, you know, here's my thing. Travis Kelsey is a man who dates baddies. Have you seen his ex? Travis Kelsey's a good-looking dude. He's dating baddies. Baddies with fatties. Baddies with tits. You know, somebody who's, like, gonna ride that dick from dawn to dusk, baby. You know what I mean? I just don't see that being, Taylor Swift being his type. You know, I mean, that's the number one thing. That's what really turns me off from it. Because I'm like, I just don't see him going after the, the horse girl in, in high school. 
You know, I see him going after the girl wearing Cookie Monster pajama pants and cussing out the teacher. He's like, fuck yeah, that girl could suck a mean dick. I might be wrong. Maybe he's attracted to her, uh, you know, success. That's very attractive. Still think it's a business relationship, but it is cute. And they both are very cringy people. Taylor Swift, I talked to my last episode. She's got millennial cringe core, baby. She's a millennial. She is cringy. She is here. She's maybe queer. Uh, Travis is also kind of cringy. You know, he's got, uh, he was on the mic saying, screaming Viva Las Vegas after they won. Now he had just won the Super Bowl. He can do whatever he wants, but it's still, I'm still kind of cringed. It's uh, cringed out watching it. But him and Taylor have that cringe kind of millennial energy. I don't know if, I don't know if Travis is a millennial. I think he is. Uh, they, they're both kind of cringy. So even if it's a fake relationship, that part checks out, but I just don't see Travis going for a woman like Taylor looks wise. He wants a baddie with a fatty man. He wants DSLs all over his balls. I enjoyed it. It was a good Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it was a good, uh, good stuff to talk about. The ads were all right. They weren't the best. Usher was there at halftime. That was a good show. Everyone was expecting Justin Bieber to be there. Uh, what I do like about that is Justin Bieber did show up to the Super Bowl, but he just sat in the audience. He just sat in the stands. He's like, no, 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 I'm not performing. And my theory for this, and this may this may turn you off, all alleged, all comedy commentary. Please remember this as I say this. Why the fuck would Justin Bieber want to get up on stage and perform with a guy who likely groomed and touched and molested him? I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. Allegedly, it seems like there's been a vicious cycle of grooming tendencies that have been passed down, right? So like P. Diddy did it with Usher when Usher was 12, 13. P. Diddy took him to these sex orgy parties, drugs, drinking, anal baby, poppers, whatever you want, buddy boy. And then, you know, Usher kind of picked up Bieber when he was a little kid from YouTube, this Canadian little tight butthole boy and kind of groomed him allegedly. So now my thought process is Justin Bieber is like, yeah, no, I don't want to be on stage with you, dude. I've seen your dick too many times and half of the time it was in my mouth. Is that too dark? Did I get too dark on you? I mean, we see Justin Bieber has had issues and we we can't just chalk it up to being like, well, it's it's a lot of pressure as a child star to just be thrust into the spotlight and be the number one pop star boy. No, there was definitely some freaky shit going on too. You don't get to be like, you know, he was a little fucked up. He still kind of is. He's with that weird church. Nobody goes to church like that willingly. That's like a, I'm fucked up and traumatized. Like Shia LaBeouf now is like hanging out with Catholic priests. I swear to God, look it up. I don't know which, what, I don't know if they're Catholic Christian they're not monks. They're like deacons, priests, got the collar and everything. You know, the stink of childhood <laughs> genitals on their fingers. Shia LaBeouf is doing that now. He's hanging out with those guys. Because he, he made a tick. Uh, well, I saw a TikTok of Shia LaBeouf saying like, yeah, I just need some good male role models. And it's like, yeah, because your whole life you were fucked up being a child star, being around these pedophiles your whole life. So that's my theory why Justin, Justin Bieber didn't want to go out there. He was like, I, I don't want to, I'm good. You sing your early 2000s jams by yourself with Alicia Keys not hitting any notes, you know, with Lil John coming out. He should be called Big John now. He's he's grown. Uh, but it was a good halftime show, regardless of how much of a groomer Usher is. Uh, I, I don't have, you know, you hear stories, right? Uh, but there's not, not been accusations out about Usher, but I, I think it's just a, a cycle that just continues. Started with PD and P. Diddy. P. Diddler, and then it passed on to Usher, and it goes to Justin Bieber, and maybe Justin Bieber will stop it. He doesn't look like he gives a fuck about kids. That's a good thing. Justin Bieber hasn't hasn't taken any young pop stars under his wing, so that's a really good sign for Bieber that he's like, ugh, no thanks, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, he's just married to that Bieber, that uh, what is she, a Baldwin? That's fine. That's enough damage for him. All right, so that was the uh, that was the Super Bowl. Let me get into ads here. I hope you liked my uh, Super Bowl breakdown. 
I hope it wasn't too... I, I did say something about priests having the stank of child's genitals on their hands. But, you know, this is a... I'm kidding. Heather Shaw's kidding. All right. Enjoy coffee from Lucy Brown Coffee Bar. Dear God, today this comes out on Valentine's Day. What have you done for your significant other for Valentine's Day? Did you get him flowers? Bleak. I mean, that's unoriginal. Did you get him candy? Woohoo, they're a diabetic. Did you forget? Get him coffee. Everybody likes coffee. Every like everybody likes to be up. Up and up. Enjoy coffee from Lucy Brown Coffee Bar without ever leaving the comfort of your home. And now it's easier to get your significant other coffee. You just got to do it online at lucybrowncoffee.com. I mean, what is your excuse for not having coffee delivered to your door? You can't say you're lazy. You can't punch it in on your phone. You can't finger your phone for five seconds to get that coffee order going. Come on. Lucy Brown is now offering coffee subscriptions. I am subscribed to this. It's a fucking amazing. The coffee I got this month was fucking good. And every month it's different roasters. It's not just the same, you know, bag of coffee that's getting sent to your door. It's exciting. You get a new bag and a new roaster every time. That's really fun. All you got to do is simply fill out the form on their website and you get coffee beans from different and exciting roasters, as I've said, sent straight to your door while you're in your fucking underwear on your Apple Vision Pro headset jacking off to, I don't know, Beyonce's new song. We'll get into that. And this is all starting at just $20 a month, huh? Come on. That's nothing. Visit lucybrowncoffee.com. That's L-U-S-S-I browncoffee.com. And follow the coffee subscription button to get signed up today. You can use the code Heather Shaw is kidding to get 10% off your first order. That's a good deal. 10% off 20 is something. Hey, I never claimed to be smart. I'm not good at math. Get it though. I, I've signed up for it. It's great. Uh, I give it to myself as a little treat. You know, I, I, I want to give myself a Valentine's Day gift, you know. Uh, so I gave myself some coffee, got a coffee subscription. It's fucking great. Delivers to your door quickly. Um, and, and the coffee was amazing. I'm not going to lie. That was really good coffee. I'm looking forward to my next bag. I already ran through it. Not going to lie. I do a lot of coffee enemas in this house. Sorry. The other ad I have to read to you is about the other autism podcast. Oh boy, buckle up. This is a good one. I love this podcast. It's so um, interesting, educational. You don't feel alone when you're listening to this. The host is fantastic. What else could you want? Have you ever wondered if you might be autistic, huh? Do you like stamps a little too much? Do you hug a little weird? Or maybe you were recently diagnosed with autism and now you're trying to understand autism and your place in the autistic community. Did you see Love on the Spectrum and then get a test and realize that you should have been cast on that show? This is the podcast for you. It's called The Other Autism Podcast and it's here to help. Each episode, your amazing host, Kristen, brings you interviews with autistic folks who were diagnosed as adults. So none of this kid shit, none of this came out of the womb, you know, talking about trains. None of this. It's all, it's all adults that have been diagnosed as adults. You'll hear what it was like for them going undiagnosed for most of their lives, which is incredibly interesting to me to be autistic and kind of not know that most of your life. And then to finally get uh, diagnosed as an adult and kind of know what, what the deal is, what's going on. And now you have this community that you can rely on. And now you have this podcast that you can listen to. It's really fascinating stuff and truly interesting. I love it. Um, you can, uh, you can hear about how they came to terms with their autistic identities later on as well. The other autism podcast also covers the latest in autism research and topics at the forefront of autistic culture and scholarship. Real interesting stuff here, guys. Recommend it. Good podcast. If you are autistic or you're just questioning, you know, you're like one of the, the, one of the letters in the gay, the gay thing, LGBTQIA Disney plus, if you're just questioning whether you're autistic. The Other Autism Podcast helps you to feel more informed and less alone. And those two things are so powerful together, to be more informed and to feel less alone. So you can find The Other Autism Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Same way as here. And, and if you like it, subscribe to it. Leave a review. This is how you help podcasts. You leave a review, letting other people know your thoughts on it, good or bad. You know, 
leave the bad reviews to me. Leave the good reviews to the other autism podcast. Leave a review. It's so helpful. And it'll help Kristen understand like what you guys think or what, 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 you know, any, any positive or just feedback in general can be good. So thank you to our sponsors, Lucy Brown Coffee and the other autism podcast. Boom, baby. Love a good coffee enema. I mentioned it earlier. Um, Beyonce released two new singles. I think I only heard one of them. Um, Texas Hold'em, I think it was called. And I this is uh, going to be very brave of me to say this. And I'm not saying it to be controversial. <sighs> My name is Heather Shaw, and uh, I just, I don't fucking like that Texas Hold'em song. I'm sorry. I don't like that song. It's not good. I've seen on TikTok all the gay men all over TikTok are gooping and gagging for this song. I don't like it. I don't, and it's not, I don't, I just don't, it's so bad. I'm really worried. I think the Bay, I was thinking about this. Which stands, which pop star stands are like the most, not sophisticated, but like calm and collected and like not vengeful. Because we know the Barb's, Nicki Minaj's stands. They're called the Barb's. And they'll fucking dox you. If you say anything, if you're like, I kind of don't like Nicki Minaj's music, they'll just dox you. They will just call up your boss and be like, this bitch diddles kids. They'll say anything. Um, I don't think Lana Del Rey has super, I guess she has stands, but they don't seem aggressive. They all seem like they're on opiates, you know? Lana Del Rey's stands can barely get out of bed in the morning. They're depressed. They're on pills. They're not going to dox you. Um... Taylor, the Swifties, the Swifties seem like all bark, no bite. You know, a lot of frail horse girl, white girls that are like defending with their fingertips online, but they're not going to die. They're not going to do anything. They're scared of their own shadow. And then the Bayhive, Beyonce stands. I don't know much about them, but I know that they're fervent. I know that they're you know, um, passionate, but they also seem like they may be sophisticated in the same way that Beyonce is sophisticated. Beyonce is so classy and sophisticated and like nothing can penetrate her. And I don't mean that sexually. We do know that Jay-Z has like a Coke liter, two liter dick. So something can penetrate her, but nothing can get to her. You can't frazzle her. You can't insult her. Um, she's just the epitome of class, you know, she's kind of like Gaga. Gaga has that sophistication of like, nothing you say will bother me, um, or hurt me or harm me. Like I know who I am. She stands in her, I don't know. I just, I love that. So I'm hoping that her stands, the Bayhive, um, won't come for me on this, uh, you know, and they'll just kind of emulate their, their goddess, Beyonce, their queen, but I just can't get with that song, dude. I don't know what it is. It sounds like something I would listen to while I'm at a TJ Maxx. Like if it wasn't Beyonce, would these gay guys be twerking their pussies, their bussies online for it? I don't know. It's not a good, it's not a great song. It's kind of corny. She's doing the country thing. The lyrics are kind of whack. Uh, I didn't even, can I be honest? And I, I tried to listen to the whole song. I got like probably two minutes in. And I was like, this is not a song that's going to grow on me. If anything, the song is kind of like leprosy. Things are just going to shed off of me. I don't like it. It sounds too commercially weird. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if she should be doing the whole country thing, if that's what that is. Uh, she's Louisiana. Is that country? I don't know. I think she's going for more like Texas country or I don't know what kind of country she's going. I just, I'm not a fan. I don't like it. And I'm sorry to say that. I want to like everything Beyonce does. And most of the things she does, I fucking love. But this is not it for me. I don't care. And, you know, I think I'm just turned off by country as a whole. Ever since our Lord and Savior, Toby Keith, died. I don't know how to fucking... I piss red, white, and blue. I just... Country music to me is very embarrassing. I think pop country is very embarrassing. It's uh, not good. It's made for people with, like, again, head, like, head full of rocks. People that are like, have almost gotten their GED, but then there was like a fryer position open at Dairy Queen and they just jump ship. I know I'm being um, judgmental and stereotypical, but like, that's what I think of when I think of like pop country. Johnny Cash, great. Uh, Tammy Wynette, great. 
um, Patsy Cline, great. But like Toby Keith and Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood, like I just can't do it. Casey Musgraves is having a new album. She's kind of ditched the country thing for a little. She was like more poppy and I don't know what her deal is, but everybody's going country. Lana's going to release an album called Lasso, which I know I'm going to love that. I know it. I have no, I have no doubt that whatever Lana puts out, it'll be good, but uh, not, uh, not feeling the Beyonce um, crossover to country. I don't get it. Not a fan, but there must've been some memo for 2024 music that everybody's jumping ship to country. I don't know what that is. Maybe they heard Luke Combs steal that black lady's song and cover it. Uh, Tracy Chapman. And they said, this is the future. Jelly Roll's doing his thing. I don't know. It seems like people are really wanting to get into country. And I'm, I'm saying, please stop. The chicks. I like the chicks. I like them. But even they're not that country now. Their music seems very poppy. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't listen to a lot of country. I'm just telling you, Bayhive, if you're out there, please don't dox me. Uh, take it like your queen would take it. And, uh, well, sh- you know, just sophistication, baby. Just an opinion. I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. I got into it a lot online a bit today with the neo-pronouns. If you're not familiar with neo-pronouns, pronouns, what's it like to live in the real world? How is it? Getting to smell that fresh air outside, getting to touch that grass, not being chronically online. Please save me. Uh, I, saw, I saw a video of someone uh, basically stating that they are, uh, they go by, Neo pronouns, they go by they, them, which is a pronoun. We can all agree. Um, But then they also go by Z, which I think is, uh, oh God, I don't even know what these fucking are. Zio pronouns or some shit. I can't keep up. It's just, it's just somebody whose parents didn't pay enough attention to them. And now they're like, I identify as a vulture. It's somebody who, so this person on TikTok said that their pronouns are they, them, Z and bone brittle. I'm not fucking, I mean, I can't. I can't do this anymore. You're making me wish gay people couldn't get married. You're turning me Republican is what's happening. I'm about to suck Tucker Carlson off. I'm about to call up Vladimir Putin and say, help me, take me to your motherland. Um, the person also said they go by, uh, I don't know, they identify as a, a vulture, a bearded vulture, some shit, a bird. I can't do this anymore. I made a uh, I made a light video saying that this is absurd and that I, I respect actual pronouns, um, and that pronouns are really meant for trans people especially. I know non-binaries use pronouns they them's uh, that's fine whatever. I'm more concerned with like trans people because trans people need pronouns sometimes. You know, like they go by you know she her if they're biologically born a man and now they're they're they've transitioned to a female their pronouns are she her. I I understand pronouns and that and I respect them in that aspect. But when you get on with your green dyed hair and you say that I identify as a bird and I go by bone brittle, fuck you, man. Fuck you. No one takes you, no one is going to take you seriously. Bring back bullying. And I, I got a lot of people that were like, this is, Heather, you don't understand. This is, this is autism. I got a lot of messages saying this person's probably autistic. And I said, I don't think so. Because if they were autistic, they would have thrown that up there too. And I'm sorry, I don't, I've never, I've met plenty of autistic people. I know autistic people. None of them have said, it makes me feel better to identify as, you know, a bird. I'm autistic. I go by, you know, my pronouns are dryer lint. What are we doing? Uh, That kind of enraged me because then again, you're just kind of being like, I don't know. It, It just, it don't, don't put, don't say that this person's autistic just because they're being kooky. It, it, you know, they're taking away from the actual use of pronouns in a good way. And then you're saying like, you're trying to excuse their dumbass behavior, which I hate by being like, well, they're probably autistic. Well, you don't know that. We don't know if they're autistic. They haven't said they're autistic in their video. And like, I just don't know of any autistic people. I, do you see anybody on love on the spectrum saying they identify as bone brittle, that they identify as a futon couch? You know, I just, I don't, and maybe I'm I'm ignorant in this aspect, but I don't see autistic people really, um, unless they're uh, trans or uh, non-binary, really giving a fuck about pronouns. 
you know, and maybe, maybe I'm, uh, I'm wrong on that, but I certainly don't think a lot of them are out there saying they identify as, you know, eagles. I think that's a very niche sort of person who, again, just didn't have a lot of attention thrust on them and are just kind of like, I want a commu- I want a community. And it's like, okay, be a furry. Like, why can't you just be a furry? Put on a fucking squirrel head and go to town. And not all furries fuck. Did you know this? Not all furries fuck. I didn't know that. I thought all furries were, you know, humping each other in their bunny suits. They're not. That's where my ignorance came in. I thought all furries were freak nasties. They're not. Some just like to dress up as raccoons and dance around. Play their Magic the Gathering and, you know... They're as as dressed as a fox. Some people just like to be a fox that they don't want to be fucked. It's nice. I thought the furries were fucking. I didn't know how they were fucking. I said, does that fox have a hole cut out in the front of his crotch? What's going on there? But a lot of furries just like to, I don't know, cuddle, say their affirmations together. I'm not sure, but they're not fucking. I thought they were all fucking. If you're a furry who, who is fucking, please chime on, chime in. People, people got a little offended by that. A lot of, again, this happens with all the videos that I have. You know, if I make a video that's kind of controversial, which I don't know why it's controversial to make fun of somebody who says they identify as a bird. So the other aspect of this was that some people said that she had uh, this, she, I misgendered her. I feel so bad. Uh, this person had DID, which I have not looked into it. Dissociative identity disorder. Um, Some people were saying that this person said they have dissociative identity disorder and this is their way of coping with the insane trauma they had as a kid is to, you know, if they want to be a bird, let them be a bird, which is fine. But then other people chimed in as well saying, hey, that's an incredibly rare psychiatric disorder. Um, And pulling it up here, it shows that 1.5% of the global population is diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder. A lot of people were saying, that if somebody had dissociative identity disorder, they certainly wouldn't be in the right state of mind to post a TikTok explaining their pronouns. Um, apparently, it's a disorder that, you know, it's it's a multiple personality disorder. It is a reaction to trauma, um, but it's it's it would be incredibly hard to act um as she's acting as this person is acting in the video you know which is like speaking clearly explaining things why they're a bird uh sounds like uh people with did are not able to do that they're kind of um handicapped in a way mentally handicapped and in a way that they can't just like you know speak clearly about how they how they're a fucking bearded vulture i don't know I don't really know the truth. I didn't, you know, I just see a publicly posted video of someone saying my pronouns are bone brittle and I go to fucking town. I'm not doing it to be like this, like edgelord cunt. I'm just, I just am like, do we not, did we lose the plot of the movie? Did we, I mean, truly, am I, I do it to just be like, am I crazy? Like this is so easily laughable. It's so fun to make fun of because it's just like, you've got to be put in your place. And that, that was the other things that people were saying is like, everyone has trauma. Uh, childhood trauma is awful. Um, but we can't allow people to like live in this fantasy world of being a, a bird who goes by bone brit- or brittle. Do you see what bone brittle's up today? Do you see what brittle's doing? Hey, brittle. It's just, uh, oh, brittle's over there. How does bone like uh, bones coffee? He like bone likes it brittly. I don't know. I can't even fucking talk with those pronouns. I don't know how that works. But a lot of people are saying, look, you can't, you can't just encourage this kind of behavior. This is something that, you know, should be talked through with a therapist. If this is true, if this person has childhood trauma, or if they have real trauma, or let's say they're the 1.5% of the global population they're included that has dissociative identity disorder and was able to make a whole TikTok explaining how they're a bird, uh, we shouldn't encourage that. We should probably say, hey, get on meds. Go back to your psychiatrist. It's a it's an interesting um it's an interesting thing to see because I'm not trying to, you know, bully and harass. Um, but how can I not make fun of that? As a comedian, 
as a, I, I, I am a bit lucky. Remember how I said in the beginning, oh, I can't really make fat jokes and that's very fair that I can't make fat jokes. The good thing about being gay is I can kind of speak on the queer community and like the outside bubbles of it without getting like shit on. If I was a straight white dude saying, I, people would probably shit on me. People would say, hey, dude, this isn't your place to talk, but I'm a lesbian. So I can chime in and make fun of somebody with brittle as their pronoun and it works out. Hi, I'm Heather. My pronouns are dryer lint, lint dryer trap, orange slice, la croix. I don't know. It's fucking weird. And we'll see how, what Gen Alpha is like. Gen Alpha is the, uh, the new generation that's nipping at Gen Z's heels. Gen Z's starting to feel a little outdated. I'm seeing that on TikTok. I don't have, you know, I'm not, I don't have a bunch of Gen Z friends. Don't worry, I'm not getting it. I'm getting it from TikTok. But Gen Alpha's coming up. I think they're pre-teens or 11, 12. They've got some, they've got some shit. I, I saw a video of a Gen, Ac, Gen, Gen Zer saying that a Gen Alpha kid came up to them and uh, the Gen Zer asked the Gen Alpha a question, and the Gen Alpha didn't really want to respond. So if you're watching the video, you can see this. The Gen Alpha just did this, which is kind of like flicking her two fingers down, her middle finger and her pointer finger. She kind of flicks it down. It looks a little dirty, to be honest. It looks like I'm flicking clit. But the Gen Alpha did this, and the Gen, Gen Zer was like, what the fuck does that mean? And it turns out that Gen Alpha's new thing is they do this, which means like scroll on, keep scrolling, like shut up. I don't want to talk to you. So if you see a Gen Alpha kind of do like a weird clit flick at you, it also just like you're scrolling a mouse. I mean, not even a mouse. This is them scrolling their phone, I guess. I'm so old that I'm thinking scrolling a mouse. This is them scrolling their phone. But if they do this to you, that means, hey, shut up. I I don't care about this conversation. I've moved on. Don't want to hear it scroll. I love that. I love that every, every generation just has their cunty shit they do. You know, I've heard that slay is going out. A lot of uh, Gen Z, Gen Zers say they've talked to Gen Alphas and Gen Alphas are saying slay is corny. Hey, welcome to the millennial life, baby. We've been waiting for you, Gen Z. Take a seat. Let's get old together, huh? Millennials can can be cringy. Look at Taylor Swift. But Gen Z, you're about to feel the cringe, baby. You're about to feel the cringe. Slay, it's giving. It's giving up. You're about to feel it, baby. All right, before I go, I got to talk about a show I'm currently watching that I absolutely recommend. I know I haven't done a movie review in a minute. Uh, I absolutely recommend this show on Netflix. It's called Griselda. Griselda. Holy fucking shit. This is the fucking show. This goes right up my alley, though. I love drugs. I love crime. I love women. This has it all. I love a autobiographical. I love biopics. I love things that are that really happened. This is uh, starring Sofia Vergara. Um, she plays Griselda Blanco, uh, a cocaine queenpin of the Miami and Medellin cartel. Um, it is, it is an amazing show. Uh, Sofia Vergara, so great to see her doing a, a dramatic role. She fucking nails it. She gets to speak in, uh, her native tongue, which I know that sounds, that sounds shitty, but that's true. That is her native tongue. I think she is from Colombia. Um, so it's gotta be so cool to be able to act in a mainstream American production, um, speaking Spanish, uh, and, and especially the Spanish of, of your country. Um, you know, cause she was on, she was on Modern Family trying to talk to, you know, Al Bundy for like eight years. No, I want to go. That was just, that was just Sofia Gregor for eight seasons. Oh, wow. That's a nice. That's just her. But it's so cool to see her get to act in Spanish and act in a dramatic role. And she is nailing this role. It is an amazing uh, series. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, I've just been kind of drawing it out, soaking it in. Great story. It's got everything. Drugs, crime, sex. Um, I mean, that's really all you need. A a strong female lead, a true story. Griselda Blanco was a badass. I am annoying the fuck out of my fiance because I can't stop saying, Yo soy Griselda Blanco. 
I say that all over the house and she's like, shut the fuck up. I just, I can't stop saying it. But that is a, that is a line in, in the show and it's just so fun to just walk around saying that. Yo soy Rizadalanco. Oh, it's so fucking fun. I'm getting it all out here because if I say it in the house, my fiance will slap that she'll punch me in the tooth. Rightfully so. It's an amazing show. It's on uh, Netflix, I believe. Go check it out. Um, I hope Sofia Vergara gets um, some awards for this. I don't even care about you know awards ever, but I mean, she really knocks it out of the park. She has to, she has um, prosthetics on that kind of make her. I mean, she's a gorgeous woman, so they kind of the real Griselda not so much gorgeous. The real Griselda kind of reminds me of the woman who killed Selena. She just seems kind of short and pudgy, but like. Griselda Blanco was like scary as fuck. I mean, she's a mass murderer. She's she's had so many people killed. She's killed people. Um, Pablo Escobar was has stated he was scared of her. She's a bad bitch. Nobody you should be like rooting for. I mean, she's an awful, evil person. But those are the best people to watch. You know, you don't want to watch the story of somebody who did great things all their life. If you were like, do you want to watch a biopic of Griselda Blanco or do you want to watch a biopic of Mr. Rogers? I would say Griselda. I don't give a fuck about Mr. Rogers. Ooh, you, you, you sang to kids. Okay, pedophile. Um, it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, check it out. Uh, she, she smokes a shit ton. If you, if you, if you've stopped smoking, this show's going to make you want to pick up smoking again, or at least have one cigarette. I've been, I'm fighting demons, not having a cigarette every time I watch this show. A lot of cocaine snorting. Apparently, um, Sofia Vergara has stated that she was snorting powdered milk, which I guess is fine to snort. I didn't know that. Um, and uh, smoking fake cigarettes. You know, they have these herbal cigarettes or, you know, I don't think they're anything bad that you're inhaling if you're inhaling. Uh, it's just an amazing show. Uh, it's on Netflix. I'll give you my login. Username Heather Shaw is gay. Password big faggot. Check it out. It's so good. Uh, Griselda. Yo soy Griselda Lanco. All right. Until next time, don't forget to subscribe where you listen. Please rate. Please leave a review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a comment on YouTube. Join the Patreon. It is a great community. You get an extra bonus, bonus episode every week. Uh, live stream every month. Uh, clothing optional, as I say. And that's at patreon.com slash heathershawcomedy. All of my tickets are at heathershawcomedy.com. Again, I'll be in Batavia, Illinois, Nashville, Tennessee, Cleveland, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, not Gary, Indiana, so bummed, St. Louis, Missouri, D.C. Um, hopefully San Diego will be up soon. And then I'm working, I'm trying to work on like Phoenix. Phoenix won't answer me. Chicago won't answer me. Um, some of these cities just don't care about me. Um, I'm trying to work on that. Des Moines, I'd like to go to Des Moines. So uh, I'll keep you posted. Until then, stay gay forever. See ya.